wake-up call and welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Frickin' Aaron Wiseman. I am talking today about secret dreams with Dr. Tony Liu. Mm, such a good, fun conversation. I can't wait for you guys to get into it and then stick around afterwards for my kick of encouragement about being happy today. All right, here we go. Welcome to the podcast, my friend, Dr. Tony Liu. Hi, Erin. So thankful and happy you're having me today. Absolutely. I'm so glad to get you on here. For the people out in podcasting world, Tony and I met through LinkedIn, and I was scrolling through profiles, and I saw Tony Liu, MD, cartoonist. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to meet this woman. I think that's exactly how I wrote my message, too, to you. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm so glad that we've connected. We've had several conversations since then. But why don't you go ahead and tell everybody who's listening a little bit about yourself and what you're doing in the world? Yeah. Hi, everyone. I am Tony Liu, a family physician. I actually started in gynecology, so I'm really passionate about women's reproductive rights, equality, all that good stuff, and preventative care. And I'm also a cartoonist. That's been my secret dream since childhood. As far as I remember, I was always drawing and I took the safe route, unfortunately, from my strict Asian upbringing, but now I'm finally embracing who I am and taking risks and living authentic to my heart. So doing cartooning and also life coaching as well. I love it so much. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is secret dreams. So talk a little bit more about this inner cartoonist in you. When did she like start developing? Yeah, as I said, I just feel like drawing has always been a part of me. I've always had all these things in my head and I'd always be doodling. I really love characters. So when I discovered anime and manga, I was like, oh my gosh, these cute cartoon characters, that's the style that most suits me. I love storytelling. So the cartoons and everything I draw, I figured out how to combine all my passions. So I actually started drawing about educational women's health education. So like turning, for example, sexually transmitted infections into cartoon villains. And then it helps people remember little details about them and just cool and cute mnemonics. I've always loved coming up with these creative things. So did you do this like during med school when you were studying and then you like put that all away when you went to residency or have you always kind of kept cartooning in your life? That's a great question. I think with all the studying I had to do with medical school was hard. I did still continue to doodle while I was taking notes. It helps me concentrate. And I came up with a few mnemonics of my own, but I never shared them with anyone. I was just like, oh, you know, maybe once I have time, whenever that is, then I'll pick it back up. But so there was a period of time, maybe 10 years that I didn't really draw. But now that I've graduated residency about two years ago now, it picks that back up. And I love just rediscovering this inner child within me. And I'm so much happier now. And talk a little bit about like that rediscovery. Was it in a place of burnout where you were like just grasping for straws from things that you used to like? Or was it from a, okay, I'm done with training. I'm ready to kind of like get back to myself kind of place. That's a great question. If I'm being totally honest, it was from burnout. It was from hitting a really low point and feeling 
I'm doing medicine. I'm helping people. This is such a noble career, but why do I feel kind of dead inside? And I realized that art and creativity is a huge part of who I am. So it was really from a ton of personal development, reading self-help books, talking to a bunch of people that I really regained who I was. And yeah, and so with your cartoony, how I think some of the first ones I saw was the love languages of Asian parents that you had drawn. Yeah, I loved that one. That ended up being kind of a satirical set of comics, which is so funny because I love the five love languages if people don't aren't familiar. They're words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, acts of services, and physical touch. And that's for romantic relationships. And then someone just came up with the idea, what if it was had an Asian twist to it? And because I grew up in a very typical Chinese culture, I'm actually an immigrant myself. I came when I was three and I visited China frequently. So I do feel kind of caught between worlds. And so I just thought this was funny because there are parts of Asian culture that I feel are quite suboptimal for health, especially mental health. For example, we don't recognize that mental health is real. And we're always just like, don't talk about emotions. There are, these are bad. Some emotions are bad. Just suck it up and move on. And so the five Asian love languages kind of makes fun of that. Tongue in cheek almost. So it's like words of affirmation and words of negative reinforcement is criticism is the way that Asian culture goes. Telling people, why are you not good enough? Why, why aren't you as good as insert someone else's name? <laughs> right? And like quality time, what quality time? Parents tend to be workaholic because they're providing financially for their children, but oftentimes missing that warmth and encouragement and that that sort of emotional support, things like that. And then acts of service is like acts of food because we show our love through food and we're always bringing food, especially to our children when we pass through the area and that could be hours away and we're still like, well, we brought you food. (laughs) So... It was just great to do that. And I just love, I just feel sometimes like, whoa, what does my brain come up with? But then I just follow that idea and putting them onto paper and then sharing them has been really amazing and rewarding (laughs) Uh, because I was so shy growing up and I always just covered my art and kept it to myself and didn't share with others. Yeah. And I think it's so great that you now are putting it out into the world and using all facets of your life the physician side, the cartooning side, and also integrating all the personal development that you've been doing over the past couple of years. So talk a little bit about that journey as a Chinese American physician, trying to navigate the system and burnout and cultural expectations and like finding yourself. Yeah, that was a really long journey. Oh gosh, as as right as a Chinese American and as a female as well, I feel like we have. I grew up ingrained with all of these expectations of me that I would take care of the family, that the most important thing is to get a stable job or marry a good husband. All these things, and I just felt like I was always people pleasing because I had such a low opinion of myself that I did not find my voice. I couldn't distinguish what I wanted versus what other people wanted for the longest time. And it really wasn't until I hit rock bottom that I was really like, life doesn't need to be this way. And I started turning to the other people who were really loving their life and living authentically. And I just started learning from them and what they did differently. And a couple of things I learned is that 
it's a lot about your attitude. You can learn to be happy now. You don't have to keep waiting until I have X, Y, Z before I can be happy. And also just realizing how much power and control we have over our lives too. If we feel boxed in, oftentimes it's an illusion because there's always a solution that sometimes we may not be able to see ourselves, which is why coaches and therapists and all those other professional workers are are so valuable. They point out our blind spots. And so it's just been absolutely amazing, but it took me a long time. I didn't learn that medicine really didn't feel like my soul's calling until age 30. And you know, there's one way to look at it like, oh, I'm so late to the game. I should be married and have a family by then and have this and that. Or it's just, hey, I've discovered this with time to make the next 70 years of my life the happiest that they've ever been. So... Right. And you're kind of going through the journey and through the transition right now, both career wise, you know, changing things and trying some other things out, but also location wise, you're kind of nomading a little bit. Talk about that. Yeah, I think for some reason, travel and the nomad life have always appealed to me. I think there is an element of trying to find yourself going to spiritual places, reconnecting with nature and the grander universe. I was raised atheist, but I am truly spiritual now and believe there are forces that we can't see or understand. So there's an element to that, but I think it's also like I've always carried this curiosity for other people and their stories. I will be endlessly inquisitive. And I carry that with all people all over the world. I My dream is to live in all the countries as a local, not just a tourist passing by. I want to live there for ideally three months in each country and learn from the people there because I really believe that we are all one human race and we have we are so, oh my gosh, we have so much more in common than we have differences and wars and struggles and prejudice and discrimination are so heartbreaking to me. I don't understand why we do this to ourselves. And so I feel like my mission in life is to bring people closer together. I'm figuring that out on how best to do that. I was thinking while I'm traveling, I can interview people with a video blog. Uh, Unfortunately, COVID is keeping me grounded a little bit for now. I had only started traveling for about six months through Europe and Morocco, but I loved it. I spent two months in Spain, two months in Morocco, (laughs) two months in Germany. And then it was just absolutely incredible. I just feel like I want this lifestyle for the rest of my life, I'm thinking, but I do also want a family. And I've heard about world schooling now. It's no longer mutually exclusive that you that you need to stay, stay in one place. You can have a family and also a really exciting lifestyle. So I'm fully embracing the nomad lifestyle now. Yeah. And you're finding how it fits in with your doctor self as well. Yeah, for sure. And I've had the privilege of doing of medical rotations in other countries and seeing how different their systems are and learning some traditional Eastern medicine with acupuncture and herbal remedies. And I'm all for holistic health. It's cool. I love it so much. And the last thing I want to talk about, because I came and talked to your Facebook group, but I would love for you to tell my audience a little bit about it because I think it's a really special corner in the internet. Oh, thank you. Yeah, my Facebook group, I love puns and wordplay. So I called it exceptions. So acceptance, but acceptance for Asians. (laughs) So just taking Asian, replacing the A for accept. It can be hard to find or spell out, but it's all about learning to fully embrace, to fully love and accept ourselves and others. So 
there are these themes, as I mentioned, of living authentically, being yourself, loving yourself no matter where you are, flaws and all, and loving all other people, keeping this open-mindedness and inclusiveness towards everyone. So it is a really special place. And also it's being an exception to the usual Asian culture, which can be more closed-minded and have all these not-so-healthy customs such as emotional repression and blind filial piety and overemphasis on achievements as well, because it really isn't the things that define us or make a good life or make us worthy human beings. We are already worthy. We just fully lean into who we are. We can do amazing things in this world. Amazing. Absolutely, friend. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking with me. If there's somebody who's listening right now who've been really touched by that, what advice or what would you pass on to them right now? I would say we only get one life and you are worthy. You are amazing. You have so many gifts inside of you. Each of us has our own passions and talents and perspectives. There's nobody quite like us. So whatever secret dream or desires you have inside of you, follow it, listen to it, just try it out. You don't have to take these drastic risks or leaps of faith. I'm actually a really risk averse person myself, which is why I'm slowly transitioning and setting myself up with all these safety nets and backup plans. But you are worth listening to. So that inner voice inside of you, listen, just pause what you're doing, try it out, go for it we all have your back. If you need a community to lean on, reach out to me, join my Facebook group. I'm here for you. I'll be your biggest advocate. Absolutely. And we'll put all of your links in the show note about your life coaching, your Facebook group. I may even put a couple of cartoons that you made up for me too up there. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Guys, doors are opening soon for my next Burnt Out to Badass group. I'm so excited. And did you know that the group is now lifelong? So if you join now, you get to stay in it forever, or at least until you decide when to leave. So this group consists of female physicians and other women in high-performing professional careers who are ready to tell burnout to suck it and ready to reclaim that inner badass that they are. The class provides weekly support as we work through the Burnt Out to Badass course curriculum, in addition to a whole bunch of other fun stuff. I mean, we mingle, we build community, we talk, we answer questions, you get lots of fun bonus material, merchandise. I mean, come on. And did I forget to mention lifelong membership? I would love to invite you into it. I think it's a great opportunity to get everything that you need in one place and a little Aaron Wiseman sass with that as well. So think about it. Get in here. Join us in the Burnt Out to Badass group. Link is in the show notes. Don't put it off anymore. your kick of encouragement? Well, I'm ready to tell it to you. Today's kick of encouragement is be happy now. 
I've been doing a masterclass series. I don't know if you've caught on to this yet. It's the last Sunday of every month. And the whole topic is learning how to be happy now. And I break it down into little subtopics. And it's so much fun. You know what? It's totally free and just a good hangout time. So bouncing off of that, I want to give you some of that fun in this kick of encouragement. So let's talk about what being happy now is not. It is not a huge extensive plan that happens in a millisecond and everything is in place and perfect. It is not a special recipe that only certain people have. Being happy now is not more suffering today. Being happy now is not buying shit just to be buying shit. And being happy now is not a static endpoint or destination, right? Gosh, those are things I've had to confront daily. So that's the not list. But let me tell you what really is being happy now. It's starting where you are at and recognizing that today you are going to make it 1% better. That's it. Not 100%, 1%. And then day after day, week after week, even if you don't hit that 1% every single day, you're making a be happy now movement forward. Being happy now is getting back in touch with yourself. It's setting boundaries and understanding why you are setting boundaries. Being happy now is communicating how you feel and what you really think. Being happy now is creating a space that is safe and that you love both inside and out. Being happy now is recognizing that this is a constant state of flow and change and flux, and you're not doing anything wrong when those things are happening. And being happy now is letting your yes be fuck yeah and your no be hell no. Being happy now happens in your life today. You don't need to escape. You don't need to win the lottery. You don't need to like something magically drop into your mailbox or you get hit by a bus that changes your life or a dead relative drops a million dollars in your bank account. The thing with being happy now is it's intentional choice for today. And so I want to encourage you to do that. Like I said, I don't have the special formula. If I did, I would spread that shit out like glitter. I would make sure that everyone has it. I don't have the entire formula. But what I do have is these small pieces, doing it in a community together, talking about our joy, talking about our despair, talking about our steps forward, talking about getting knocked back on our butt. And just in this moment being like, yes, today I am choosing to be happy now with my 1% that I can do. And I encourage you to do that as well. I appreciate you so much for being a listener. Pass this on to somebody else who may need to hear that they need to know that yes, in any circumstance, you can choose to have the happiness in your life now. It may take a little bit of realignment, both internally and externally, but guess what? It is available to each of us. No more being alone. No more feeling like you're just stuck in a goo of stuckness. You can change. This is not your forever reality and help is available for anyone who asks. All right, my friends, thank you so much. And remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters.
Heavy lids. Strong. 